How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 32 of the Apples and Genos Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I'm Josh Hutchinson, and I'm on my lonesome tonight. Uh, Binksy's helping out his grandparents on the family cattle ranch, which is just the most stereotypically Texas thing I've ever heard, by the way. Uh, and he forgot his laptop and microphone at home, so he's unfortunately a non-option this week. Uh, and Nate and I weren't able to sync up our schedules for a midweek pod. Uh, I didn't want to rob you of the show two weeks in a row, so I thought I'd do a short one myself just to help you out with the strat- with uh, strategies for winning your playoff matchup this week uh, or the last matchup of the regular season, depending on the makeup of your league. Uh, I'd never done a podcast on my own before, so if this sounds like complete dog shit, I apologize in advance. So just a little housekeeping before I start. I have news. Uh, we have an official Apples and Genos partner. It's Underdog Fantasy. Now, Underdog Fantasy makes watching sports even more fun by giving you some skin in the game. Uh, They have tons of options for daily fantasy drafts, best ball, player props, uh, and more across numerous sports, not just hockey. Uh, If you've never used Underdog Fantasy before, head to underdogfantasy.com where they have links for iOS and Android apps, uh, and just use the promo code GINOS, that's G-I-N-O-S, and Underdog will match your initial deposit dollar for dollar up to a hundred dollars and bonus apples and genos gets a kickback for that so it's a win-win for everybody um we had a a bit of feedback in the surveys that nate put out um saying that uh people were interested in supporting the show uh, but not necessarily uh in a monthly tier manner like we we have available on the patreon right now so they were looking for more options so this is a this is another option and if you like betting on sports or you love fantasy sports and you want to put a little bit of money on that, this is this is a great option here. You'll love Underdog Fantasy. Um, so again, that's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code GINOS, G-I-N-O-S, and uh, have some fun. Uh, shout out to the band there, there as usual for our intro and outro music. There's a link to their Spotify page in the description of the audio feeds. And as usual, if you could... Take a moment, leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or both. We love your feedback and it helps us uh, reach more people with this podcast. Also, if you want to support Apples and Genos monthly, uh, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash applesgenos. Each monthly tier includes exclusive perks, including extra waiver wire articles, monthly fantasy team assessments from Nate himself, and stat card requests from TJ Stats. So I'm going to change the format of the midweek pod this week just because I am by myself. It's a little bit different. Um, We're not going to do all the different segments, the must-make moves and all that. I'm just going to go through players that are interested, that have nice schedules or that are hot or cold, um, that uh, that are interesting options um, for the rest of this week and going into next week. So... There are, there are a few teams that have three games left this week, um, so I've laid those out, and I've got some options uh, for guys that might be on the waiver wire in your leagues. Uh, it's all guys that are under 50% rostered. So um, to start off, looking at Anaheim. So Anaheim has three games next week. They also have three games coming up uh, between Thursday and, Saturday, and Sunday. So the most interesting player, in my opinion, is Trevor Zegris. He's somehow still only 47% rostered. He has 10 points in his last 12 games in March. However, he has no goals in his last eight. Um, he's still shooting. Um, he's he's super, super interesting. Still line one, power play one. Um, although he's playing with Drysdale, Getzlaff, Grant, and Gerald Mayhew on PP1. Not the most ideal situation there. But... 
Uh, Trevor Zegris, always an exciting player. Um, he's been pretty consistent this year in terms of in terms of getting points and shooting. Um, so he is definitely an interesting option if he's available. Adam Henrique, I was going to talk about him, but unfortunately he's injured. I'm not sure how long he's had a day-to-day status off and on for a little bit. Um, so, But if he comes back, he's a viable option in very deep leagues. Um, he's only 11% rostered. Kevin Shattenkirk is 46% rostered. He is ice cold right now. Uh, only has two assists since January. Um, he's playing on power play two. He's a high volume shooter that'll get you blocks, but his point totals are suffering right now. I really don't think he's he's the best option on Anaheim. Uh, and I'm actually pretty surprised that he's still 46% rostered. Uh, Cam Fowler to me uh, is if you're looking for a defenseman on Anaheim, he's probably a better uh, a, a better target. Um, not by much though. Uh, he's playing on power play two as well. Um, they're doing that two defenseman setup with Shattenkirk. Um, he's on the top pair. He has eight points in March, so obviously he's he's playing a little bit better than Shattenkirk. Um, not really shooting very much. He gets a few blocks here and there, uh, but he plays almost 25 minutes a night, and his ice time has gone up since Hampus Lindholm was traded out of town. Um, so I would lean to him, obviously, like I said, a little bit more than Shattenkirk, but they're honestly pretty comparable um, over the season so far. Uh, and Jamie Drysdale, um, he's 14% rostered. He's playing on power play one. He's He's been the PP1 quarterback for most of the year, uh, but he's only playing on the third pair. He only has four assists in March, no goals, um, and he's largely been a disappointment. I think he, uh, people were pretty excited about him going into this rookie season, um, but he hasn't really lived up necessarily to the expectations. Um, and again, like I said before, power play one isn't looking as nice with uh, the injuries that they've had, and Troy Terry hasn't been playing on PP1. So... Uh, I think Trevor Zegris is probably probably the only person that I would be interested in, but but uh, if you're desperate, those guys are also options as well. Moving on to Chicago, so Chicago has uh, three games for the rest of the week. Um, unfortunately, they're playing Florida and Tampa Bay, um, but then Arizona for the rest of the week. But then next week, they only have two games. So these guys are more short-term options um, just for the rest of this week to try and uh, try and maximize your games played and, um, and, and get the win, move on to the semifinals. So Dylan Strom, I think, is probably the guy I'm most interested in here. Um, he's 32% rostered. He, he's as hot as he possibly can be. He has 20 points in his last 13 games, and he's playing with Kane and Debrinkat and on power play one. Um, he's mostly at 5v5 production. Um, Chicago's power play hasn't really been that great lately, um, So, but I would definitely be riding him for these three games. His deployment is as good as can be. Kane and Debrinkat are the by far the most productive players offensively on Chicago. Um, they've stayed consistent, even though they've been just an absolute tire fire. So Dylan Strom is reaping the benefits and he's playing extremely well. So he, he is definitely a, a very interesting option and also only only 32% rostered, so it's still very available. Jonathan Taves is out there. He's 25% rostered. Um, he has 11 points in 16 games. Um, he's playing on power play two, line two. His shot totals have been pretty low. He's only playing 15 to 16 minutes per game lately. Um, he is not my favorite option. I I, I wouldn't, I can't really recommend uh, picking up Jonathan Taves unless you're desperate and uh, there's not some of these other more interesting names available. Uh, Dominic Kubelik, I'm I'm in a pretty similar feel pretty similar about him too. He's 24% rostered. Um, he hits a little bit, so that that's a little more enticing than Taves maybe. But he only has six points in his last 12 games in March. 
Um, and his ice time fluctuates between 11 and 15 minutes a game. Um, so that's not that's not as interesting as, as some of these other players here. So not a strong supporter of Kubelik either. Calvin Nahan, on the other hand, he's 4% rostered. He doesn't really generate any offense, um, but he's a consistent bangers guy. If you need hits and blocks, he's one of the better options out there, and he's almost universally available. Blocks especially, he's he, he's there, and, and uh, Chicago gets caved all the time. So uh, there's lots of opportunity for him to get tons of blocks. So um, yeah, if you're if you're in need of hits and blocks, Calvin DeHaan is is a premium candidate there. Taylor Radish is the other guy um, that I would be looking at. He is two percent rostered. Um, he's on line two and power play one, and his ice time has been gradually increasing since he came over from Tampa Bay. Um, he has uh, over 17 minutes uh, over the last two games each. Um, and he has five points in six games since he's come over, and he hits too. So uh, he's definitely an interesting option as well. Again, Chicago, I, I can't encourage you keeping these players beyond the rest of this week, but because they have three games uh, remaining this week, I, I, I think uh, overall Strom and Radish are very interesting options uh, in terms of offense in, in basically any league, and Calvin DeHaan in a Bangers-Cats league. Um, that's, that's how I would... Uh, I would be looking at Chicago right now. Now, the Dallas Stars, they're another interesting option. They have three games remaining this week and also four games next week. So if you're looking ahead to next week um, while also trying to claw your way and, and, and win this week as well in order to get to next week, um, players on Dallas are definitely interesting options. I don't love uh, a ton of these guys, um, but uh, let's, let's just dive into this. So at um, Radulov, is 34% rostered. He has four points in 12 games in March, uh, only plays 11 to 13 minutes per night. Uh, he gets the occasional hit and block, but uh, I think he's way more highly rostered than he should be. Don't really recommend touching him. My favorite guy, this is my favorite guy at Dallas uh, that's that's usually very available. It's Essa Lindell. He's 24% rostered. Uh, he has seven points in his last 12 games. He's good for hits and blocks. Um, I think he's a very ideal stream in Bangers Cats leagues. He also plays on power play too, so he gets a little bit of power play time. Um, but he's a guy that fills the stat sheet. He shoots, he hits, he blocks. Um, he's not doesn't do anything particularly elite, but he does a little bit of everything, and he contributes a little bit on offense as well. Um, also plays quite a bit. His time on ice is pretty high, so uh, I really like Essa Lindell as a value stream. Ryan Suter's another guy that's there, 19% rostered. He has six points in March, uh, but mostly at the beginning of the month. So he's been a little, he's cooled down offensively a little bit. Um, he's okay for hits and blocks. Uh, I still think if, if Lindell's out there, he is 100% uh, the more ideal option, especially since Suter doesn't play on the power play and Lindell does get a bit of PP time. Guri, uh, Dennis Gurionov, 10% rostered. He has six points in March. He gets some hits here and there. Uh, he's line two, power play two. I'm not a big fan of him. He, he He's pretty hot and cold. He goes on little streaks here and there. Yeah, not the biggest fan of Gurionov. I, I don't think I'm a big supporter of, of picking him up. And then uh, Yanni Hakimpa, 7% rostered. Uh, he contributes absolutely no offense, uh, but he is a monster in terms of hits and blocks. Um, he had nine hits against Carolina the other night. Uh, he is consistently throwing his body around. Um, and if you are late in the week and you're behind on hits and blocks and you need to gain some ground, Yanni Hakapa is a very ideal player uh, to pick up there. So 
So in summary with Dallas, I think Lindell and Hockenpah are probably your best options. Uh, Lindell, uh, both in Bangers Cats leagues. Uh, I'm not sure that I'm really stoked on anybody uh, picking any of these guys up in points leagues. Um, but uh, Lindell and Hockenpah, I like, I like those two quite a bit. Let's move on to the New Jersey Devils. They have three games next week. Um, I know we've talked about them in the previous weeks as having one of the worst playoff schedules. But this week, they have not played a game yet. And they have all three of their games this week between Thursday and Sunday. So that kind of makes them a viable option here. So there's a few guys that I'm interested in. Nico Heeshear being one of them. Uh, he's 35% rostered. He has 12 points in his last 10 games. So he's been pretty hot. Uh, he's playing on line two with Jesper Bratt and Thomas Tatar. And he's been playing on power play one. So I, I think he's a he's a pretty nice streaming option uh, here um, to try and, try and maximize games played. Damon Severson's another guy. He's 33% rostered. He has four points in his last four games. He only has seven in March. Um, he uh, was playing really well in February when he was quarterbacking the power play without Dougie Hamilton when ha- Hamilton was hurt. Um, he's cooled down a little bit since then, but uh, still contributing a little bit here and there. Um, the power play is not really clicking right now, um, but uh, he, I, I, I'm still interested in him. He's still he's still playing. His time on ice is still pretty high, um, and he gets uh, he gets a few peripherals here and there. So um, he, I think, is an interesting option too. Uh, Igor Sharangovich, ten percent rostered. He has just eight points in March. Uh, he's good for shots on goal. Uh, still playing with Jack Hughes. He's a good pickup in deeper leagues for some offense. I think um, he plays on power play too. Um, but I, I really like the fact that he's playing five on five with Jack Hughes because Jack Hughes is just a monster right now. Um, and Sharon Govich uh, has been off and on um, reaping the benefits of, of playing with Hughes for sure. So, again, in deep leagues um, where you're trying to scrape out as much offense as you can, uh, I think he's an interesting option there. Now, let's move on to the New York Islanders. They have a fantastic playoff schedule, they have four games. Each week, uh, from week 23 to 25, they have three games left this week still, and they have a number of good options that are are pretty available right now. The number one would be Anders Lee. He is now 50% rostered. Um, that number's been going up steadily because um, he's been red hot. He has 18 points in his last 14 games, all in March. He's playing on line one, power play one, with Brock Nelson and Anthony Bavillier. I would ride him if he is available, but he's becoming less and less available. Brock Nelson, same thing. Also 18 and 18 points in 14 games. He has the exact same deployment. Uh, doesn't hit quite as much as Anders Lee. Um, neither hit a ton, but Lee gets a few hits here and there. Um, but Brock Nelson, I think, is, is a very ideal pickup. Um, but his roster ship has increased quite a bit. Uh, over the last week or two, people are finally figuring out that he uh, he's for real. Um, he's 43% rostered now, and that continues to climb. So if he's available, I would definitely pick him up for the rest of the week, and even to hold for the, for the rest of uh, for the rest of the playoffs if he stays hot. Mr. Ryan Pulak, uh, he's 26% rostered. I'm a big fan of his. He has nine points in his last 14 games. Um, he's great for blocks and hits. He's he is he's an elite shot blocker, um, one of the best in the league, um, and he's he's another guy kind of like Essa Lindell that fills the stat sheet. He shoots, he contributes a little bit in points, um, and he gets blocks and hits. He also plays over 20 minutes a game, and right now he's quarterbacking power play too. Um, he has experience quarterbacking a power play um he was he was their top guy for most of most of the year last year but with the uh, the uh, emergence of noah dobson 
um, his role has kind of dimin- diminished there a little bit, but he is still playing on the power play. So Ryan Pulak, I think, is a really great option, especially in Bangers-Cats leagues. JGP, John gabriel Pajot, he is 26% rostered as well. He has 11 points in 14 games. Uh, he hits a little bit. Uh, his chance generation, his individual chance generation is not incredibly high. So um, this, uh, this stretch may not be very sustainable, but he is still playing on power play one, but he's on line three. So I don't like him as much as Leon Nelson, but uh, if those guys aren't available, um, he's definitely an option too. Oliver Wallstrom, 7% rostered. He's Nate's boy. Uh, he's not Barry Trotz's boy. So uh, he's got just two points in March, uh, despite great shot and hit numbers. He has numerous games in March below 10 minutes per game. Uh, he's been up to 13-ish uh, now that he's playing with Barzell and Parise, but not an ideal option. Still not on the power play for whatever reason. I don't really understand why. Uh, I would think that the reason that Trotz isn't playing him is because of his defensive play, but that there's no excuse for him not to be on the power play. But, you know, I'm not an NHL coach, so what do I know? Kyle Palmieri, uh, he's 7% rostered. He has 11 points in 14 games in March. His ice time has fluctuated a bit. Uh, he's only playing on line three and power play two. Um, he has nice shot numbers, um, and his point numbers lately have been pretty nice, but I don't like his deployment as much as the other guys here, uh, even as much as JGP, just because he's on power play two, whereas JGP's on power play one, but he's he's an option too. Uh, Anthony Bovillier, uh, he's playing on the top line. He has 12 points in 14 games. I think he's benefiting from Lee and Nelson being really hot. Uh, he's a very nice value pickup. I like him uh, across the board, especially if Nelson and Lee are not available, which they, uh, it seems like that's that's more of the situation you're going to find yourself in. So Beauvillier, definitely a good option there. Adam Pellick's a guy uh, that, that plays a lot of ice time. Uh, he's 5% rostered, so very available. He has eight assists in March. He's playing with Ryan Pollock again. Um, he gets hits and blocks. Uh, he's okay in a very deep league if Pollock's not available, but he doesn't have power play time, so I don't think he's a guy that I would be touching, but he's definitely available as well. In summary with the Islanders, I would say Anders Lee, Brock Nelson, JGP, uh, and Anthony Beauvillier uh, are, are definitely definitely my guys. I would rank them number one, Anders Lee, number two, Brock Nelson, number three, Anthony Beauvillier, number four, JGP, uh, and also Ryan Pollock. Pollock has, is a fantastic defenseman. I, I like him a lot. So that's it for teams with three games left this week. There is an interesting st- situation with the Nashville Predators in terms of teams that have a bye week this week. So if you have a bye week, Nashville's schedule is very, very interesting. So they're one of those teams where they have just two games this week. But over the next two weeks, they have four games in weeks 24 and 25 each. So they're one of those teams where we talk about teams that are desperate, just trying to get through from the quarterfinals to the semifinals, and they drop players that you wouldn't necessarily drop um, uh, if it was just a regular week. Um, Nashville Predators are one of those teams because only two games. That's that's it, it's really hard to it's really hard to feel good about about production um, and maximizing games played when you have guys that are only playing twice. Um, so I've, I'm in a league where Matt Duchesne got dropped. He's 85% rostered, but he got dropped because uh, it, he just, it, it's a bangers cats league. Uh, he is a great point 
He's great in terms of point production, but um, as far as peripherals go, he doesn't really bring much to the table. So he was expendable. So I took a long, hard look at him because I have a bye week in that league. Um, I ultimately decided not to pick him up, but uh, um, keep an eye out for players like that and and be evaluating if you have that bye week because it's a real advantage um, to be using those ads and, and trying to trying to take advantage of teams that are intense situations as far as trying to just survive. As terms of players to drop, I would say bubble guys from Washington and Nashville. Um, if you're trying to pull out the W this week, I would be dropping players from Washington and Nashville as they only have one game left this week. So guys like TJ Oshie, Taylor Janot, Dmitry Orlov, Michael Granlin, uh, Ryan Johansson, uh, even Nick Backstrom, if you're getting desperate and you need those extra games. Uh, this is do or die, so you need to be thinking about making it to next week because otherwise uh, like you can't get too far ahead of yourself because um, if you don't make it through this week, you're, you're done. So that's it. So a few other notable pickups uh, that have two games more this week. Uh, just named a few guys. Michael Bunting, still only 50% rostered. He's still playing with Matthews and Marner on line one. He gets shots, points, hits. Uh, he has four games next week as well. So if you are planning ahead, um, he's he's a great option. Josh Norris, another guy, still surprisingly only 48% rostered. Um, the Ottawa Senators have two games against the Detroit Red Wings, who have just been a tire fire on defense lately. So um, if you're looking for an offensive breakout, I think Josh Norris is definitely an option. He's been hot. He has 12 points in 13 games in March, and that's mostly without Batherson. Batherson is back playing on his wing. I think Josh Norris is going to have a good finish to this week. So if he's available in your league, I would be picking him up 100%. Uh, Alec Martinez, he's 35% rostered. He's finally back in the lineup for Vegas. But in his first game back, he only played 14 minutes. Uh, and he's only playing on the third pair. I would watch his deployment because they're going to need him uh, to be... They're going to need to lean on him to to win every game possible to make the playoffs because they're right on the bubble there. So I think Alec Martinez's role is going to increase... Um, he's one of the best shot blockers in the league, uh, and he contributes some offense uh, here and there, although he's not playing on the power play right now. He has been known to play on the power play here and there too. Vegas' schedule is not amazing after this week, so it would likely just be a short-term stream. So if, uh, if you're checking daily face-off, if you're checking, if you're checking line combinations and Alec Martinez is playing on the power play or moving up in the lineup a little bit, uh, he's an interesting option there, especially in Bangers-Cats leagues for those blocks. Tim Stutzel is another guy, 35% rostered, 11 points in 14 games in March. He throws hits a little bit too, which is nice. Again, Ottawa plays Detroit twice. Uh, Detroit is giving up so much offense. Um, and then Ottawa has four games next week as well. Um, so uh, when you're when you're planning ahead, Stutzla and Norris, uh, if they're available, I would be picking them up. Jeff Skinner is the other guy. Um, Nate's been harping on this guy all year. He's 24% rostered still. I don't know how. Uh, he's on a five-game point streak where he has six points in those five games. He has an extremely high shot volume. He's one of the best at generating shots in the league. Buffalo has four games next week and the week after. I think he's a stream and hold. Fight that Skinner stigma. I know that he was terrible last year. I know that a lot of people don't like him. I know that he plays for the Buffalo Sabres, but... Man, you gotta you gotta start taking a hard look at Skinner and just get the fuck over it. 
Now, uh, some zero-G goalie options just quickly. Brian Elliott from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, he is probably getting a start against either Chicago or Montreal uh, on Friday or Saturday. So keep an eye out for that. That's probably a safe bet for a win. Those teams are both pretty weak, and Tampa Bay is probably going to steamroll them. Anton Forsberg, uh, if you're looking for volume, Again, Ottawa has two starts against Detroit. Uh, he's been starting a majority of the games. Uh, he's still 30%, sorry, 37% rostered only. So uh, he's available too. Anthony Stolarz from Anaheim. I don't like this option quite as much, but he's 8% rostered, so very available. Uh, and he's going to get a game against either Dallas or Arizona, who don't generate a ton of offense each. So, uh, I mean, if there's if there's not other options available, uh, he might be a good option for a, for a spot start. Uh, Spencer Knight also is going to get a start against Buffalo or New Jersey on Saturday or Sunday this week. He's still 52% rostered. Um, so if he's available and you need a spot start, that's a pretty safe win. As Florida is probably going to dominate Buffalo or New Jersey. Uh, another volume option, although I hate it, but I do have to mention Craig Anderson still out there. He's getting a majority of the starts for Buffalo right now. And he's likely going to get both Nashville and Florida. Um, so if you're if you're looking just for shot volume uh, or save volume, and you you're look and you can punt uh, save percentage and wins, uh, Craig Anderson's an option too. Although I I don't love it. I don't love it at all. All right. So I'm gonna move on to the mailbag. Just do a few questions this week. So question one. I got one from the Pork Man. Um, so he says. In weeks 23 to 25, which teams have the best quality of schedule? Um, so, for example, he says, Team A plays Arizona three times versus Team B, who has four games against Tampa, Florida, Carolina, Washington. So, um, so what he's looking for is matchup quality or uh, weakness of opponent opposed to strength of, of that team in particular. So... So I took a quick look at this uh, over this week and next. In my opinion, the Dallas Stars have uh, have the best schedule. So not only do they have great volume, so they have three games. I mentioned this before, but they have three games left this week uh, and four games next week. Uh, but they also have pretty weak opponents. So this week they're playing Anaheim, San Jose, and Seattle. And then next week they have the Islanders, Leafs, Devils, and Blackhawks. So the Leafs are the only playoff team that they're playing over the next seven games. Um, so Dallas is very interesting. Again, I, I talked about uh, Essa Lindell being an option, uh, as well as Yanni Hockenpah. Um, if there are other guys available, I know Jamie Benn is a guy that uh, that is not as commonly rostered, um, although not super common uh, for him to be available, but... Uh, Take a look for some Dallas Stars guys for, for streams, for sure. My next two favorite would be Carolina and St. Louis. So Carolina uh, has Montreal and Minnesota this week for the rest of the week. But next week they play Buffalo twice and then have the Islanders and Ducks. Um, so that's that's a pretty nice schedule too. But St. Louis as well, they play Edmonton and Calgary this week. Uh, and then next week they have Arizona, Seattle, Minnesota, and the New York Islanders. So... Um, next week, only one team in the playoffs once again. Um, Edmonton and Calgary, I mean, Edmonton is, you just never know really what's going to happen with them. Calgary is pretty strong. Uh, I think 
that'll be a tough matchup for St. Louis, uh, who's been kind of up and down lately. But um, overall, I think that's that's a pretty nice schedule for them, and they're probably going to be picking up some wins. So if you if there's a guy like Jordan Binnington or Vili Huso that are available, they, they may be interesting goalie options as well, um, just with volume and strength of opponents. And the other team I looked at that had a pretty nice schedule was the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, so they play the Islanders and the Bruins finishing up this week. And then next week they play the Bruins again, but then they play Philly twice and then Detroit. So interesting options there for, for Columbus as well. They have a lot of guys that are, that are pretty available. So yeah, that's, that's, uh, I like those for sure. Dallas is probably the best, although they don't have as many options, um, that would be available. Carolina and St. Louis are also excellent. Uh, and, uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets, another team to be looking at. So moving on. So Matt EC, um, said he kind of piggybacks on the first question, um, but he's asking, what is your preference when it comes to playoffs, maximizing straight up games played or searching more for the good matchups if available? So for me, I don't, uh, in the playoffs, I try not to overthink quality of schedule or in terms of, in terms of um, the weakness of, of opponents. Um, I think I'm, I'm straight up just trying to maximize my games played trust what's got you here trust the roster that's gotten you to this point um, because there's a reason you're in the playoffs there's a reason you're in this situation don't overthink your your ads um, if you're maximizing games played I think you're you're in a pretty good you're in a pretty good situation with that mindset Rhesus pieces asks how do you know when to hop off a player on a hot streak during the playoffs example a Brock Nelson so uh, I mean, in terms of Brock Nelson, he's still red hot, so I would still be be holding on to him. But I think as long as as long as they hold on to uh, to nice deployment, like Brock Nelson is, he's on line one, power play one. I think I think you hold on to them. Don't panic if they have a game where they don't get any points. I would I would trust trust the deployment, and if maybe if they go two or three games. Um, maybe take a look at another option, but Brock Nelson as well has an, has a fantastic schedule for these playoffs. So I, uh, in terms of him specifically, I would definitely be holding on to him for a while. The Mark Skinner is asking better goalie to roster now during the playoffs Vimelka, Forsberg, Varlamov, or Logan Thompson. He says points league counting wins, saves, goals against shutouts and losses. Ugh. Thanks again, as always. So in terms of wins, losses, I, I think the best quality of start is probably Simeon Varlamov. He's the best goalie of the four. I just don't know that he's going to get the same amount of volume as some of these other guys. I don't trust Carl Vimelka. I know he's been hot and cold, but when he's cold, he's really cold. So he's not a guy that I would be touching. Logan Thompson, man, Vegas. I, I really have a hard time trusting Vegas right now. Anton Forsberg. You know what? Ottawa... <laughs> Ottawa's a really interesting team when the games don't matter. They're they're a team that really likes to that likes to play spoiler. Um, and Anton Forsberg is going to play quite a bit. Uh, he uh, the Ottawa has a pretty good schedule the next week or two. I think out of the four of those, um, when you're factoring in volume and quality of start, I think Anton Forsberg is my guy. Uh, if you're looking for a spot start. I think Varlamov is is the next best option. Um, I just don't know how they're going to be splitting time with him and Sorokin right now. So Chris Hollywood says, 
How much attention do you give to players on teams that may not traditionally be high-profile players, but are getting an increase in playing time because of injuries on their team? Example, Nicholas Waugh in Vegas. So this is a time where I would take a look at rate stats over the season. So if, if it's a player um, that's maybe a younger player that isn't getting um, – isn't uh, hasn't necessarily been given opportunities. I am much more interested in them, especially if their rate stats look nice in terms of offensive generation. Uh, Nicholas Waugh is an interesting guy. Um, Vegas, I mean, he may get more ice time, but the players he's playing with aren't necessarily premium. Um, if he's playing with Jack Eichel, that's interesting, but Eichel ha- hasn't necessarily been, been groundbreaking either. I'd be more interested if he had... Uh, if he was playing with Pacioretty or Stone as well as Eichel. Um, but um, Nicholas Waugh, he, he's he's still an interesting option. I don't know that he'd be my favorite, but uh, pay attention to him. If it's a player that is typically a banger, doesn't really do much offensively, uh, I mean, unless you need unless you need bangs, then I'm, I'm not as interested there in terms of offensive generation because I don't know that they're going to be chipping in as much offensively as you'd hope i think i'm going to call it for tonight so thank you for listening uh check out that apples and genos discard discord uh binksy nate and myself are in there all the time talking fantasy hockey nate's really good at answering questions promptly so use him as a resource uh and also follow us on tiktok at apples and genos and also on twitter john's at binklemania i'm at just josh and four one and nate's at apples genos So this is Josh signing off for the night. Have a good one, folks, and good luck with your playoffs.